Hello, everybody, and welcome to the keynote by CNBC Events. I'm Tyler Matheson. On this podcast, we bring you in-depth, candid conversations with executives, experts, thought leaders. Today, a conversation with EQRX CEO Melanie Nalicherry. She joined me at CNBC's Healthy Returns Summit on March 30th, 2022, to talk about her company's ambitious plan to disrupt the drug industry by developing new medicines and delivering them at radically low prices. How exactly does she plan to do it? Here's how. Your company is a very young one, uh, but has already made uh, ripples uh, in the in the drug uh, area. Let's be real clear about what you plan to do. You're not going to produce identical drugs to leading branded and copyright protected drugs, are you? You're going to produce drugs that are similar, but better and cheaper. How? Let me start out uh, by saying that the mission EQRX was started with is to provide access to great innovative medicines at radically lower prices for people around the world. But what we've already done is build a catalog of a large selection of more than 10 treatments in development for some of the most expensive areas, such as lung cancer, such as chronic diseases like rheumatoid arthritis. And in those areas, we are developing new, innovative, patent-protected, branded treatments. So these are not generics. These are not biosimilars. These are novel, innovative treatments. So they are, as I said there, they are new drugs. They are different. They are presumably better. Or why would, it, would, a, uh, would a physician switch from one to the other? How can you develop the, the, the idea of developing drugs and then marketing and distributing them is an extraordinarily, we're told, expensive proposition. How are you going to be able to do it less expensively? So there are several areas um, that we focus on. And when we started EQRX, perhaps an apt comparison, Tyler, is to what Herb Keller tried to do with Southwest Airlines, really rethinking how something works and really dismissing all of the commonly held beliefs. That's what we're doing at EQRX. We are remaking medicine. And we're doing this by completely rethinking how we're creating new innovative treatments, how we're developing these treatments, and how we are bringing them to the patients that need them. And so with that focus on efficiency, what we're able to do, we are able to generate new medicines that patients require and that will be more affordable. We can bring savings to the health system and to some of the um, in, uh, some of the organizations that serve members, and we can generate and create a new and thriving company like EQRX. 
What is important, Thailand, what I want to point out, in addition to having created a catalog of over 10 medicines in cancer, in some of these chronic diseases, we have also already started in parallel to create a network of health insurers and of health systems that we are working with that are able to pass on the savings that we are creating and to make sure that they can expand care so that more patients can benefit from these innovative and more affordable therapies. So these would be the, the buyer's clubs, as, as you describe them, of insurers and health systems. And I want to come back to, to that because that's an important point in, the, in, in how drugs get to market, how drugs get into, uh, into, into patients' arms and, and systems. But let, give me an example, if you could, uh, of how you're able to develop a drug at such a lower cost than some of your rivals. For example, I'm told that, that a couple of your uh, early drugs uh, may be rivals to Merck's Keytruda, a, a very important cancer remedy. How can you, what, give me some examples of how you are able to bring a rival medicine, different, branded, uh, with a, a different kind of therapeutic profile, but, but, but in that area, how can you do it so much cheaper than, for example, Merck would with Keytruda. Yeah, Tyler, our two most advanced medicines, uh, both in lung cancer, one of those, as you rightly point out, is a so-called uh, immunotherapy or so-called uh, checkpoint inhibitor like Merck's uh, Keytruda. Um, it's one of the largest uh, and, and most common forms of lung cancer that we're talking about here. And it's an area where we know that today over 50% of cancer patients or survivors um, are saying that they shoulder, that they find themselves with medical debt um, per a recent uh, survey that the American Cancer Society uh, has conducted. So what we do differently is we work in areas where we are convinced that we can make equally efficacious, equally or, or safer medicines in diseases where others, like in this case, may already be approved. And so by working in areas where we are convinced that we will succeed more often than not, we do not need to weigh down the price of our medicines uh, by the failures that we are often seeing are baked into the rising cost of prescription medicines. Second, and very importantly, we have seen a convergence of our understanding of biology, of our understanding of how we can leverage technology in how we create and how we develop new medicines. And that allows us to bring real efficiencies to a process that has been around for a really long time, but really mm -hmm. hasn't been reinvented or hasn't been rethought. And lastly, Tyler, and very importantly, because of the Global Buyers Club and because of our partnerships, true partnerships, we will not need to, be, to spend as much 
on costly promotions. We don't mm -hmm. need to have Super Bowl ads for our, our medicines. And that allows us to really lower the cost of development by an order of magnitude to what often is quoted. You know, the 1 billion, 2 billion, 3 billion that you often hear. We believe that that is closer to 250 to 350 million. And that allows us to build a thriving, profitable business and pass on savings to health systems and to patients. I think it, uh, obviously one of the keys, and I want to again come back to it, is this buyers, your relationship with the buyers of medicine, uh, which would, would help you not have to uh, do Super Bowl ads for drugs. I mean, if you turn on the evening news every night, practically every drug is a, is a, is a psoriasis drug or some kind of drug, and, and those are expensive ads. Let me just, for my own understanding here, one more time, you're, you're creating new medicines that are either safer or better uh, that that treat things that for which there are already medicines. So the so the question is, how much of your medicine and your research is piggybacked or based on the research or the medicine that is already out there? Or are you starting from zero and building a whole new compound? If you see what I'm driving at. Absolutely, Tyler. Yes, we are creating new compounds, new innovative compounds that need to go through the full process of getting regulatory approval. They need to go through human studies. And that's what we're doing. But we're doing it in a very efficient way. It's, as I said, when you build a company from scratch, you can really rethink that process. And so you can la be, be laser focused on those efficiencies. And so when we are bringing a large selection and the more than 10 that we have today are in the highest cost areas that we know today, if you bring a large selection to the members of the Global Buyers Club, like a CVS Health, like a Blue Cross Blue Shield plan, like a National Health Service in England, those savings are really significant because the current portfolio that we have already addresses about $100 billion in spend on these existing categories. So it's the promise, Tyler, of the savings that we can bring to them and mm -hmm. that we can bring to the system that has brought them to the table early on. And you're right, that's unique because that is not typical that a network like the Global Buyers Club is built so early on. But once built, imagine what we can do with it. Our goal is not to stop at the 10, it's to bring 20, 30 and more to the Global Buyers Club, to patients around the world. So that at some point, my vision is that a patient can just say, Doc, is there an EQRX option available for me? Because I know it's going to be, have meaningful clinical benefit for my disease, my condition, and I can afford it. Yeah. Last question, alas, Melanie, and that is this. I know you have a couple of drugs licensed uh, that have uh, cleared phase three. What, do you have anything that is right now on the market or what is closest to becoming an on-the-market drug that comes out of EQRX? 
Yeah, Tyler, we are on track uh, to making our first two medicines available outside of the United States. Um, we are also currently um, running uh, human studies in a diverse uh, patient population for our two uh, uh, leading uh, therapies. And so we're looking forward to being able to bring uh, them forward to the U.S. as well. And um, our goal as a, as a company, as I mentioned, and with the capital that we have raised to date, you know, more than $2 billion that we've raised, is to bring forward many of these innovative uh, medicines in the greatest uh, categories uh, that create burden for patients and for society today. That was EQRX CEO Melanie Nalicherry. She joined me at CNBC's Healthy Returns Summit on March 30th, 2022. The keynote is produced by the CNBC events team. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. You can visit cnbcevents.com to learn about upcoming events and how you can join us, and we'd love to see you there. I'm Tyler Matheson. Thanks so much for listening.